What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to some of our new sponsors to our podcast. So tune in. First off, I want to give a shout out to my man Louis Frangiosa at Lulu Banga Sports Cards. If you guys are looking to buy or sell sports cards, our guy Louis Frangiosa is the guy you need to speak with. This man has them all NBA, NFL. MLB, NHL, heck, he even has some WWE cards. That's right, any sport, if you want any of them, he got them. So give him a call. Check him out on his Instagram, at LuluBangaSportsCards. Or check out his sales account on eBay, at LuluBangaSportsCards. You can buy, sell, or trade any sports card. He's your guy for that. Or feel free to reach out to him. Just contact Louis Frangiosa directly at 484-318-5394. Check him out now. Patriotic Powerhouse. That's right, guys. Shout out to our man Dan Testa at Patriotic Powerhouse for supporting the Stoop Life podcast. Companies that are made to help others win, that is a company we support. And that is exactly what Patriotic Powerhouse is founded upon. If you are looking to run a charity foundation for your small business, Dan Testa at Patriotic Powerhouse is the one you need to contact for that. He will set you up with the best charity you have ever seen. You want a raffle? He got you. You want to do a giveaway? He got you. You want to run a party? He got you. He can and will make them the best charities you ever ran. So next time you're looking to run a charity for your business, give our buddy Dan Testa a call at Patriotic Powerhouse. You can find him on Instagram at Patriotic underscore Powerhouse or reach out to Dan directly at 856-535-1525. Shout out to our man Keith Andrews at Keystone Professional Cleaners. Are you guys by chance looking to keep or get your home or business clean? Now I'm talking about clean, clean, like professionally clean, not half-ass clean like we give. Keystone Professional Cleaners are here for that. They provide both residential and commercial cleaning solutions. If this is something you or your company needs, reach out to Keith Andrews at Keystone Professional Cleaners. They offer weekly, bi-weekly, monthly services, as well as move-in and move-out services. Tile and grout cleaning, carpet cleaning. Stripping wax, spraying buff, you name it, they do it all. They are a full-service janitorial and commercial cleaning provider. They offer full services in the Montgomery County, Bucks County, Lehigh County, Philadelphia County, and Delaware County areas. Check them out on Facebook at Keystone Professional Cleaners, LLC. Or give them a call at one 800 403 94 Or if you prefer email, shoot them a message at Keith at KeystoneProfessionalCleaners.com. Again, Keystone Professional Cleaners. Check them out for all your cleaning services. Are you by chance looking for a home? Or maybe you're looking to sell your home. Or possibly you're just looking to rent? Well, don't worry about it. Either way, our guy Anthony Belletta is the best in the business. We're talking about Balletta Realtor. Servicing the Pennsylvania and New Jersey area, the Anthony Balletta team 
is the squad we use for buying our homes and selling our homes. Ant and his team offer a once-in-a-lifetime experience when searching for a new home or selling and getting a new one. Friendly, committed, diligent, dependable, passionate, professionalism, and proficient. That is everything you get when you work with Team Boletta Real Estate. Associated with Keller Williams, Ant and his team offer some of the best services in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Check them out on Instagram at The Boletta Team or on their Facebook page, Anthony Boletta Team, Keller Williams Real Estate. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent, give Ant a call at 484-202-0857 or shoot them an email at info at Again, that's Anthony Boletta, Team Boletta Real Estate. Check them out for all your home needs. Shout out to my man, Humble Thurman, at Dwight's Clothing and Accessories Shop. Dwight's Shop is literally a one-stop shop for everything you need. Located at 154 West Main Street, right here in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Dwight's store sells basic clothing needs, which include Nike suits, t-shirts, tank tops, thermals, both men's and women's clothing. They even sell purses, handbags, and all your accessory needs. They also have a wide selection of body oils, incense, natural vitamins, shea butters, and lots of various natural products that you could use. Dwight's is a one-stop shop for all of your needs with a main focus on everyday basic necessities from hygiene to clothing and health. And all of this comes at an affordable price. So check them out on Facebook, Dwight's Clothing and Accessory Shop, or like I said, stop by 154 West Main Street, Norristown, PA, Dwight's Clothing and Accessory Shop. Let's talk about cars for a second. You know, because we all have them. Well, mostly. And sometimes we need to get rid of them. Unfortunately, sometimes dealerships, junkyards, you name it, they try to rip you the fuck off. That's why we use our guys over at Narton Auto Salvage. They buy cars, whether they're running or not. They can be wrecked, junked, or just flat out old. They take them. Not only will they take them, but they're going to pay you more for your vehicle than anyone else will. They service the Montgomery County and surrounding Pennsylvania and New Jersey areas. Check them out on Facebook at Narton Auto Salvage. Or feel free to give them a call and get a quick two-minute quote on what your vehicle is worth and how they can pick it up and take it off your hands. They can be reached at 484 687-0131. Just tell them Stoop Life told you to come and they'll take care of your car. Picture this. You're about to go on your first date with the smoking hot girl you just met. You roll up and the car's filthy. We all know that's a no-go. We need to show up with the car looking brand new. I'm not talking about running through the car wash clean. I'm talking about professionally clean, sparkling, pristine, fresh well don't worry about that because we got people that will make your car look even better than the day you bought it thanks to our dude dan tutoris and his professional car detailing business drag on customs our cars are always looking top of the line drag on customs is a fully automated detailing company they service cars trucks boats they'll even do your school bus cop car or they'll do your airplane if you got one of those, because some of you do. 
Located in Skipback, Pennsylvania, they service just about every county in Pennsylvania. And guess what? They'll even come to you with their badass mobile detailing van. They even have their own shop. So if you live a little bit too far away, you can go drive to them. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Dragon Customs. Or shoot them a call at 484-213-9392. I guarantee it will be the best detail your car will ever get. Mark my words on it. Now go, give them a call, and get your car looking brand new. Check out Dan Tudor's Drag On Customs, best in the business. I promise you that. Now that we have the selling and transfer of cars covered, as well as making them look fresh and clean, I think it's time we talk about repairing them. Because sometimes, you know, we get them cleaned up, but we got a little bit of damage on it that cleaning up can't settle. But it's not bad enough that we want to sell it. So we just want it repaired. It's time we talked about repairing them, guys. I see too many people driving around with chip paint, dents, and scratches on the cars and bumpers. But don't worry, people. We can fix that. Thanks to our sponsor, Mike McMonagle at Colors on Parade. They can make that car look brand new. Located in Montgomery and Bucks County area, they are a body shop on wheels. They specialize in fixing and painting bumpers, mirrors, rims. Any car issues that need paint, they do it. You got some scratches on your car? Need some touch-ups on them door hinges? That's an easy fix for them. They specialize in making those paint blemishes in your car go away. Making your car look fresh and new is what they do. So if you have a car that needs a bumper painted, a mirror painted, or any type of paintwork that needs to be done to your car, reach out to Mike McMonagle at Colors on Parade. Check them out on both Facebook and Instagram at Colors on Parade, or just shoot them a call or text to 610-618-9335. Get that car looking fresh, paint it brand new, you'll feel a lot better. So check out Colors on Parade. Chasing cash, but you can't buy respect. Uh, sell your soul, spend your whole life in debt. Microphone checker, supreme neck protector. Godson, still keep a tech on the dresser. 10,000 hours or better, I never let up. Up 20 in the fourth, and still I apply pressure. The rulers back a minute for good measure. Foot on their necks whenever they try to get her. Don't confuse me with a beginner. I spring train in the winter. I just want to ball a hundred summers. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. If today's your first time listening, well, we got a banger of an episode for you today. Because last week, Paul came up with a great idea for us to start doing what we used to do in the old times during COVID when we started doing the podcast. Top 10. We're talking top 10 in sports, top 10 in whatever the hell we think of. Last week, we did... Top 10 ever Philadelphia athletes that played for the city. So this week, we're going to broaden our horizon. We're going to do top 10 players in the entire state of Pennsylvania. So I'm going to let Paulie get it. But before we get started, I want to give a shout out. You guys are listening to us on audio. You guys heard our intro music. So I want to give a shout out to our man who does the intro music, Corey Lee. You can check him out on Spotify and Apple. His new song, Prolific, Shit is Straight Up Fire. I don't know but how fire. many times. I listen to it all the time. It's on my playlist. 
a lot of his music is, <laughs> to be honest with you. So check him out, Corey Lee. Check him out on Spotify and on Apple. He does our intro, outro music. So shout out to him. My man's up and coming. And he's town made. So support him if you're from town. Because that's what we're here to do. And I also want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Because this month, you know, first time, first month we did sponsors. And we got all local bred people. And every single one of them has helped us get this podcast to you guys. And actually, you know, it's honestly them helping us has helped me and Paul come up with ideas to do for the podcast and in the group. So we appreciate them. So I want to give a shout-out to Louis Frangiosa, Aunt Belletta, Dan Testa, Hassan Andrews, Dan Tudoris, Brian Condren, Mike McMonagle, and Humble Thurman. Thank you all for your sponsors this month, and we look forward to keep working with you guys going forward, whether that's through the podcast or through something in town or something, whatever it is. We look forward to working with you guys. So, again, Thank you all very much. Now back to the show. Polly. I already gave him a little rundown of uh, of what the podcast is about, but I'll let you talk about it a little bit more before we get into actual introducing our top ten. So floor is yours, my man. See, these top tens are great. First and foremost, like, shout out to everybody who participated in the last one with Philly. You guys definitely, definitely were, like, interacting with it, and I loved, loved it. it. Um, one thing about these, they're never going to be right anyway. This is all opinionated. Um, <laughs> never. <laughs> this time, instead of, we're going to travel a little bit outside of our lovely city of Philadelphia. We're talking about the whole state of Pennsylvania. We have a rich history of sports, man. We Great athletes that came out of here. We football players, basketball players, boxers, golfers, baseball. We have a rich history of great athletes. So it's only right that we show love to all of them. We give, give us our, t- we're going to give you guys our t- top 10 list. But... I'm sure you're going to disagree anyway, but that's what the beauty of this is. You know, the funny thing is, guys, me and Paul don't agree either, but we had to come up with a list, so we had some outside sources to give us their list, and we kind of combined it into making a pretty good list that we think will equate to, you know, the Stoop Life list. And off camera, me and Paul were already talking about a couple of people that are not on the list, and we're not going to give you that yet because we're not going to give you the list. But we'll talk about it as we're going. If you guys are watching us live, like Paul said last week, you guys were commenting on here. If you guys are watching the video, make sure you go to the Stoop Life group in Facebook. Facebook group. That's all we're responding to. If you're commenting to our personal page or our YouTube, whatever, we're not really seeing it. I'm only looking at our Facebook group because you're the people we, we, we want to talk about. So check the Facebook group and we'll respond back to you as need be. Uh, but yeah, we... uh. Paul, this this was this was hard to do this list. Uh, it was hard finding out who actually was from PA and who wasn't because there was a couple athletes on here that I was like, oh man, he's from PA, and then we look it up, we're like, ah, oh, this motherfucker's from Chicago. That that thing was lying. Or like, a lot of people think Mike Trout is from Philadelphia. He's actually from Jersey, so he he's doesn't count on the people. list. So just so y'all know, when you see, that's the only one I'm gonna give people is Mike Trout is not from Pennsylvania. So he's not on our list. That's all you need to know so far. He's not from here. Uh, we talked about it last week, Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier, everyone thinks he's from Philly. He's from PA. He's actually from South Carolina. So he's not on our list. Everyone that was on here is from PA and has remained in PA till at least the age of seven because Ken Griffey Jr. left the state in six years. <laughs> so he doesn't qualify for our list either. And I, that's what we want you guys to understand, that they had to be here for a longevity of their livelihood 
or, you know, at least until they went pro in whatever sport they were in. That's a big deal right there. So, anyway, we got a list to do here. We got a fucking list to do here. We got 10 people to break down. And this week, guys, we're going we're gonna to break it down, and I'm going to give you guys a screen share of who the top 10 is. But I'm going to let Paul, Paul's going to hit you with the intros first. So, Paul, start off with number 10, man. Who we got? Number 10, we have a Super Bowl champion, a three-time defensive player of the year, three times. He was the defensive rookie of the year in 2014. He's a seven-time All-Pro, an eight-time Pro Bowler, and part of the 2010s All-Decade team. This is a beast of a man, first and foremost. Um, if you guys don't know, we're talking about the one and the only AD, Aaron Donald, Super Bowl champ, killer, muscles, everything. He's from Pittsburgh, PA. He went to school in um, Penn Hills. Of course, he stayed in Pittsburgh and went to the University of Pittsburgh, becoming a first-round pick. Um. This guy has been nothing short of amazing. I mean, we got to be real here. This guy has been absolutely flawless. Arguably the greatest defensive lineman of all time. By the end of his career, he will be in the talks of being the greatest defensive player of all time. I agree with all Um, that, man. We've had the honor to watch this guy from – he's still playing. He's still going from rookie year to now. And you know what? He's magnificent. It's like – he has some of the fastest hands I've ever seen on a defensive lineman. I feel like he would have been a great boxer. Yeah. And if you haven't seen his workout videos and what he does to get his body ready, freak. Man, he's just he's a different type of athlete, man. Yeah. He's an and the only bad part about the top only, ten top ten lows right now. He's low right low. now. It's low, but uh, his his potential going forward, like you said, man, like he's on contract for five more years, whatever. Maybe a little more after that. He's not that old. Uh, his numbers that he's going to do are going to be phenomenal. He might he might potentially be a top ten defensive player ever. Like that's not even far fetched. Like this guy came into the league. He was a Pittsburgh Panther. He played uh, played for Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh. Got drafted to L.A. He still plays for L.A. And like this is a crazy stat. This this why he's on the list right now. And he's one of the youngest players on the list. I'm not going to say if he is or not, but he's one of the youngest players on the list. But, uh, yo, like, think about it. He was Defensive Rookie of the Year. And every year after that, he has been first-team All-Pro. The only time in his career so far he hasn't been first-team All-Pro was the year he won Rookie of the Year. Like, that's unbelievable. But he made the Pro Bowl that year. So he's made the Pro Bowl every year. He's already on the 2010 All-Decade team. And we're two years in the 2020 decade team. How crazy that sounds. He's probably going to be on that list, too. I'm just, just going to throw that out. He's probably going to be on that list, too. He's going to play. So he, he's on, he says he wants to retire, but let, let him come back and, and come close to winning another Super Bowl. He'll be back for another two years. His body is right, man. Just listen to this guy's interview. Like, he does not eat dirty at all, and he still maintains his his depth, like, his strength. You know a lot about that. You know, you know how... You don't have to eat all these this crazy protein like like uh, steaks every day like to be to be a great a uh, strong guy. A lot goes into putting stuff into your body. AD is like I've never seen a defense alignment first and foremost with an eight pack. <laughs> Yo, he got more than that. This dude's a fucking beast. <laughs> it's crazy. He's what AD is what he's he's six. He's even six foot. He was actually cut well six foot one. 
coming out, they considered him a little too small, I believe. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, the crazy mm-hmm. thing is what he's doing at his size. Like, yeah, he's, yes. he's huge, but he's short for his position. Yeah, he's short. For, for, he's six foot one. I don't think he really is because I could have sworn he was six foot. Even I thought he was six foot. You know, They're giving him an inch because he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, give him a little bit, they, they him a little bit of love. You know? Yeah. Um, Going up against those guys who are six foot, three, six foot five, six foot eight, they slide him down in, in, in certain techniques. He's like, he's up against a, a tackle that's six foot six seven. Um, he just demolishes them, man. He's he's amazing, man. You know, yeah. yeah one thing I love about him too is like he could win Defense Player of the Year every year. Like he didn't win it this year. He's getting double teamed. He's still getting sacks. He's getting double teamed. He's still getting quarterback hits, blocks, this and that. I mean, look at the Super Bowl. He's getting double teamed, and he still got through twice <laughs> to end the game. Like the dude, like you knew, you knew, block this guy, and he was like, "Yeah, nah, you ain't doing that shit." And the uh, second half of that Super Bowl really showed me what kind of player he is. I see him change. Yeah, he's a winner, like bro. He, he's he, he has he's that factor in him. I, I can't disagree. He's definitely a winner, and you know what? He's gonna be go down as one of the greatest. Uh, one of the greatest. Yeah, I can't well. wait to see what the second, like, I don't know if you want to call it the second half, but it could be the second half. The next part of his career brings for him. Uh, it's going to be hard for him to reach top player ever at his position, but never say never because he's he's phenomenal. He got all the accolades and knock on wood, he's he's been healthy so far in his career. Hopefully I didn't just the jinx fact, him. <laughs> the fact that he has 98 sacks and he's only been in the league for eight years, Unbelievable. Shows you something. Yeah. Like, well, nine years. Um, he the only two years he didn't have double digit sacks was his rookie year when he had nine and eight, and he had eight in twenty sixteen. But I believe he he was still in the running for all, uh defense player of the year that year. Um, that's wild. That's crazy. It is. Dude. That's he, I mean, if he plays another watch, five man. years, he can arguably have the sack record. It's it's gonna be close. We'll see. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Hopefully, he keeps playing. You never know. Uh, a lot of times, super, after they win the Super Bowl, they have down years. But he doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to have a down year. So hopefully he doesn't get hurt and he gets a, his year. Because I love watching him play, man. You know, he's always out there. I don't want him against my teams. But, hell, through the beast. Unbelievable. We get to watch it. That's the good part about it. You know, we get to we get to watch it. So we got a guy from PA, number 10 on our list, Aaron Donald. And we still get to watch him play. That, that's that's pretty phenomenal. So if you're from PA, enjoy watching this guy play because he's from our state. And that, that's pretty cool. Even though he's from Pittsburgh, it's it's pretty cool. So next on our list, who we got, Paul? We got number nine on the list. Number nine, we have Mr. October himself. If you guys don't know who Mr. October is, I question your sports fandom. Yeah, like, we have Reggie Jackson, man. Yeah, I mean... Number nine, Reggie fucking Jackson. Look at this guy. Look at that. Yankees outfielder, right fielder, Reggie fucking Jackson. Uh, one, one thing about Reggie, like you just said, Mr. October, like his numbers throughout the regular season, they're not like, oh, man, this dude's like a top ten player ever. Cause they're really not. They're really, he has really good numbers. One of the best players to ever play the game. But his numbers in the playoffs in October – I didn't write him down, but all all y'all need to do, he's called Mr. October for a reason. Like, this dude in October showed up and won you the damn games. You know, he's a 14-time All-Star. 
a five-time World Series champion, two-time World Series MVP. And that was on the 1973-1977 Yankees. Go look up who was on those fucking teams. They were phenomenal. They were loaded, as as they always were. Till this day, look at look at the Yankees now. Like if you're the, if you're winning the World Series MVP on the Yankees, you're pretty damn fucking good. You know, you uh, are. he was the 1997 AL MVP, a two time Silver Slugger, a four time home run champ, like a four time home run champ as a lefty. Like there's only been a handful of them that have been lefty home run champions. Two of them were on the Yankees. He was one of them, and he did it four times. You know, uh, he has 2,584 hits, 563 home runs, and 1,702 RBIs. Like I said, like, yeah, you're not getting them Barry Bonds home run numbers, but he was around the board. This guy did it around the board, and in playoff baseball, you didn't want to play the Yankees because of this fucking guy. And he's from, he's from Abington, PA. So for those of you who are from the Philly area, our area, he's from Abington. It's not that far. He's from Abington. He's in Philly. Yeah, so he's technically a Philly guy. You know, he's a Philly guy. Um, I, I We didn't have the honor to watch him play, you know? Yeah, he was out there once. Yeah, but I'm glad because I probably wouldn't have liked him because I didn't like the Yankees. And when this guy's – it's like Jeter, yo. Like a lot of people love or hate Jeter, like – why? Because Jeter was like the second coming of Mr. October right here. Like, Jeter was kind of the same fucking way. Like, like Jeter's numbers throughout his regular season aren't great, but he showed up in October, and he did it in the Yankees. And that's why this guy was so damn good. And people loved him, but they hated him. You know, he's great. You know, um, another thing about, about Reggie, I was actually looking it up earlier. And they, they actually said, believe it or not, even though he was a Yankee, he's one of the nicest guys ever. And he actually does a lot of charities in his hometown in Abington. So uh, a lot of people in Abington, they probably know him very fondly. I'm not sure uh, what years he was actually up there, but he actually came back to PA. So he was in the Yankees, came back to PA for later parts of his life, and he lived in Abington, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he still loves his, his, his hometown, man. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of athletes when they leave, especially when you go to New York or something, you don't come back to your Abington. You know, you got to like they 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 spring train in St. Petersburg. A lot of them go there. You know, they go down to Florida, but he came back up to Abington. He's a a PA guy at number nine, which is cool. But number eight, number eight, we're getting more into Paulie's forte here, and I I want him to explain this one very well to you guys. And I'm gonna put the picture up for you guys before he does it. Because you guys probably don't even know this guy's from PA. And a lot of you oh, young man. guys that are we watching, know a lot of people that are young don't even, won't even know about his picture. So we got this band right here, number eight. Paulie, give it a rundown. The Easton Assassin, they call this man, one of the greatest jabs in boxing, right? He, as a heavyweight champ, had a hell of a reign. Um, I believe. Let me see. Let me check the defensive the defenses here. He he was forty eight and old before he took his first L. So he that's a long reign at heavyweight, especially in them days. And he fought everybody. Mark, he beat uh Tim Witherspoon, Randall Cobb. I, I hate to say it, he beat that he beat an older Muhammad Ali, but he beat Ali, Trevor Burbick, um, Leroy Jones. He was in there with some dogs, man. He was he's an assassin. And I I swear to God, he's one of the, Four boxes I've ever seen drop somebody with a jab. Just drop. It was just a hard jab. Like he was a big dude, man. 
he's he's somebody you, you would look at today as he wasn't as he wasn't technically sound like Tyson Fury, but he was a big guy like that. Um, I love Larry Holmes, man. He's a character as well. I'll never forget when he fought. Well, well, the best thing I can remember is when he fought the guy they called the Great White Hype. And I mean, he <laughs> beat the shit out of him. Um, to like, uh, I believe his name was, uh, shit, I'm slipping here. Uh, well, fought Evander. He, cursed, he, he lost to Mike Tyson, but that was older. Um, yeah. He beat, uh, Trevor Burbick? No, no. I, I he like always sits my. Well, he does have great wins over Ernie Shavers and Ken Norton as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, he beat he beat this guy called the Great White Height. I forgot. I don't know why he slipped my my name. I need somebody to like help me here. Um, I don't but know. He beat shit out of me. <laughs> huh? I don't know who huh? it was. I'm not sure. Was it? I, it slipped in my head. I, Jerry Cooney. Jerry Cooney. Oh, he looks like the Great White Height. Look at this guy. <laughs> they called him the Great White Height. And really? Oh, yeah, man. you didn't know that. Nah, nah, I don't really know they much about him. Because right? he was the next great heavyweight champion. American, but... American, white American makes sense. I'm not from New, <laughs> New Yorker, Irishman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, Jerry Cooney was knocking motherfuckers out before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I anyway, see his he, he was. He just ran into uh, he ran into Larry Holmes and beat the dog piss out of him. He got Larry Holmes is just owned him. Uh, he's a legend, Hall of Famer. He was a uh, Heavyweight champion from 1978 to 83, which is crazy. He was a WBC champ from uh, that time, which is crazy for in that time. Holy shit. Going against dogs like Ken Norton, Ernie Shavers. Yeah, they were, oh, my God. They were unbelievable. To still hold the title. Wow. It's, it, it, it's, he's one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. You know, and uh, the, he's from East Yeah, yeah. He's you know, from East I, uh, so. Yeah, I remember uh, my dad always used to talk about him. Larry Holmes. Yeah, he's bad, man. Bro. Yeah, he was from Easton, but he was always in, like, Philly with the Frasers. Yeah, he was always with the Frasers. Um, you know, he fought, Martin, he he fought be- Joe's son, right? Or his yeah. Fight, uh, Marcus. Yeah, yeah he bought, fought him, beat him. But uh, I remember he was always down here, though. He was always in, like, the Plymouth area, which was pretty cool. But one, one thing a lot of people don't even realize about this guy Seventy-five fights. He was sixty-nine and six. He won forty-four of them by knockout, and he started his career off forty-eight and zero until he was older and lost to Sphinx, which is pretty crazy. So everybody always looks at, oh man, like you know, no knock on Floyd, fifty and zero, which is absolutely incredible. But like he was he's doing it at heavyweight forty-eight and zero, a win away. Yeah, no win away, and I I do want to remind everybody too. This guy was the one and only guy to beat Muhammad Ali by stoppage. He was the only one ever to stop Ali, ever, which is actually yeah, it's, pretty phenomenal. it's true. It's true, but like I said, I don't want to discredit him for that, but that was an old Muhammad Ali, and, you know, I don't like bringing that up. Hey, man. But he beat him. He's, his for- he's Ali's former sparring partner, yeah. so, I mean, he beat him, but... That wasn't the best Ali. I mean, Ernie Shavers is a hell of a win to have. Mike Weaver, Jay Cooney, Tim Witherspoon, Carl Wilson, Williams, and uh, yeah. Rocky, uh, Marvis Fraser. For the time, they were great heavyweights. I, I mean, Ernie Shavers. Oh, yeah. I was Ernie so, Shavers and, I mean, and he, uh, Ken Warren were two guys who were You know, his best, fight, his best win ever, though, was in uh, 2002 against Butterbean. 
<laughs> yo, everybody, I was like, yo, I forgot he fought him. And I was like looking up some of his stats to get familiar with him again. And I was like, yo, I forgot he fought fucking Butterbean. Like, I was 12 years old. And I'm like, who's this fat ass white dude, like, getting his ass beat? <laughs> like, he killed him, bro. Like, Butterbean, yeah, he, man. He, he, uh, he played with him, too. He yeah, wasn't trying to stop him. He's just jabbing. Jabbing, jabbing. That's the one thing about Larry Holmes. I'm always gonna. He has one of the greatest jabs in boxing. Yeah. And it wasn't just because it was fast. It was precise and it was it was hard. Like it was a very strong jab. You don't want to get hit with. Exactly. It wasn't there to keep you off you. He like a lot of people throw a jab to keep you off him. No, he was throwing that jab to hurt you. And yeah. fellow right behind it, right behind that jab was that right hook, and you did not want no parts of that. Not at all. And he had a hell of a chin on him, too. If you want to go back and watch a hell of a fight, him and Ken Norton was a slugfest. They were good back so, then. They were good. Yeah, you know? we got it in. Yeah. Uh, but enough with that. We got number seven now. Now, I, I want to I want to give number seven because I actually personally can't stand this fucking guy. Uh, but I will give him credit because, like, the guy, the guy knew how to win. And one thing, the guy was one of the last guys to actually – Call all the bulls out of line without a head. He never got plays called to him. Like, that's what was cool yeah, about this guy. And if you guys line. haven't noticed yet, I got this guy that I don't like. This dude right here. Look at him. Look how ugly he is. Look at him. He's the reason I don't like this guy is because of the commercials that he does now. Uh, he does, like, those those old head commercials. I forget, I forget what it is. And it's always like, I'm Joe Namath. But it reminds me of him. Right? So every yeah, time I every time I see Joe Namath, I always think of Johnny Unitas. I don't know why. And well, it, it, you're right though. You're right. I do. I don't know why. And hey, till this day, I'll admit I don't like Johnny Unitas because of Joe Namath. <laughs> but Johnny Unitas is the guy on here at number seven. This guy was born in Pittsburgh, PA too. Maybe that's another reason why I don't like him. Uh everybody knows him for the Colts. He's a 1971 Super Bowl champion, and I want to remind you guys that he beat the Dallas Cowboys in that. So he beat the Dallas Cowboys in 1971 for the Super Bowl champion, and that's why that's the only reason he's on the list because he beat the Cowboys. No, I'm just kidding. But guy's a three-time NFL champ as well. Before it was a Super Bowl era, he won 1958, 1959, 1963. He's a three-time MVP, 10-time uh, Pro Bowler. Four-time passing leader, five-time first-team all-team pro, four-time touchdown leader, and he's on 1960 all-decade team. Uh, this guy, this guy knew how to win, and he knew how to win with different styles of football. That's why people still have him in one of their top ten list in quarterbacks dating until today. Not everybody, but you know, a lot of old heads. They're like, "Oh, Johnny United has caught all his own plays." Like, blah blah blah. Like, yo, I get it. Like, how many times have you heard that, though, about Johnny United? I have heard it man. A lot of these guys love Johnny U, man. They love him. Johnny U was a beast, though, man. Yeah, he was, he, was a beast. He, he was a good player, man. He was a beast. You know what? He was a competitor. I don't think I've ever seen a guy, like, like watching, like, the old films, the Autumn Thunder, the Autumn Wind on NFL Network, like how they always show up these old-time games. He never smiled. He never fucking <laughs> smiled. He was, he was always in the game going, like, Whenever Johnny was in the game, he had a chance. So yeah. I got to give him respect. He definitely deserves to be on this list. Yeah, you know, he's 118 and 63 as a starter, which is pretty damn good. Amazing. I mean, uh, especially considering if you look at some of the teams he had. Repeat yourself. Repeat, repeat the numbers you just said. 100, 
and 18 and 63. That was his record. Phenomenal. Uh, very impressive, especially for them days. Exactly. You know, like football was different back then. You know, like yeah. a lot a lot of times you had to go out there and you had to win the game yourself. Like you didn't have these analytic bullshit that they have now or they tell you what to do or they tell you what not to do or you didn't have the headset in your in your thing. So he he had to go out there with two minute warning and go fucking call your own plays. And he was six and three in the playoffs. There was no headset. There was no headset. Hey, yeah, hey exactly. watch the watch the backside left. Hey, so, hey. Yeah. So what's on that? He had to the yeah. he had to look what he had. And if he didn't like it, he audible yeah. out. Like so, he's yeah. technically he's a four time NFL champion, which is not not a lot of people can say. So he's right up there with it. Uh, but, you know, it breaks my heart now that you're going to have to talk about this next guy. Number six uh, on our listen, list. Listen, it don't break my heart. I'm going to tell you right now. I want to break this guy down first before I say his name. Before I say his name. Yeah. Um, he's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Morning Bread. He is a... He's a first-round pick, second overall pick out of the University of Pittsburgh. He went to Hopewell, which is in Aliquippa, which is a, a football town. Yep. It's a factory. It's like it's like the muck in Florida, Aliquippa. There's a lot of great athletes, well, football players that came out of Aliquippa. Um, he's a Super Bowl champ, offensive rookie of the year. He was all pro three times, four-time pro bowler. And here's what's going to hurt everybody. He's a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> um, you don't know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the the Tony Dorsett. Beast. Dude, he's a bad man. Beast. He's a bad man. Like, he's a Heisman Trophy winner, national champ, Maxwell Award winner. In high school, I believe he held the record for um for rushing yards in a career, which was 2,200 at the time. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania. <laughs> he, uh, he has the, the longest run, running touchdown for 99 yards, tied with Derrick Henry, of course, in NFL history. All-American. He's He's one of the greatest athletes to come out of Pennsylvania, period, I believe. Um, and this show is 12,000 yards rushing, 4.3 yards per carry, 77 yards rush, uh, uh, rushing TDs. Here's a great thing. He has 398 receptions with over over 3,500 yards receiving and another 13 touchdowns. Um, this man was the definition of a football player. You know, uh, if I wasn't such biased against the Cowboys, he'd probably be in the top three, to be honest with you, because when, when, when we're talking about these lists, a lot of people, including myself, when you make them, now that I'm looking back at it, I'm kind of like seeing, ah, Matt could change this. Uh, we look at we look at their professional career, and like you said, this guy this guy was PA born athlete. You know, that's that's the thing, and this guy did it in high school, and he was a three time All American at Pitt, which is also in PA. So I was like, yo, like, not many players have the, have the accolades on all levels of sports that this guy has. Like, dude, he was a 1976 national champion, 1976 Heisman Trophy winner, second round pick, NFL champion in 98, 77 rookie of the year. Like, those are all phenomenal accolades that not a lot of players in, in the history of NFL have. Like, off the top of my head, I don't really, can't really think of any guys that uh, were, you know, national champion Heisman and then rookie of the year. Like, look at it now. Like, a lot of these guys, they win Heisman, they end up bust now. Like, it's pretty crazy. So, like, for him to actually be able to accomplish a good career in the NFL, a great career in the NFL, says a lot about his athletic ability. And it's probably because he's from PA. (laughs) 
He's see, I know about Tony Dorsett so much that like I I travel sometimes to football and there's times when I even when I was coaching, I was coaching a little league team that won a, a Pop Warner trophy. And the uh team we had to go to was I believe in Aliquip. And going through that town and seeing Tony home with Tony Dorsett passing by his high school where he is the field is named after him. It was pretty cool, man. Uh Tony Dorsett is, when I think of Pittsburgh football, no disrespect to Shady, A.D., Darrell Revis, and them guys, I think right away, I think Tony Dorsett, he was a gold standard, and it, and it showed. Yeah. He, all around. He did everything all around. He was a great – I I can't put him as in that category as one of the greatest running backs of all time in, in football because there's still so many great running backs. But he's definitely in that talk. Well, so yeah, he's when you combine, it's like it's like when a lot of people do the NBA talk, and they were like, "Well, if you're going to include college and this and that, like it's a different discussion, right?" You know, like yeah. look, look, look at this guy's numbers in the pros. He had twelve thousand seven hundred thirty-nine yards, four point three yards per carry in the NFL with seventy-seven touchdowns, and in high school, in college, he had six thousand five hundred twenty-six yards, five point six yards per carry. With fifty nine touchdowns, Jesus, he was just—he's arguably one of the greatest college running backs of all time. So, whatever he's done, he's the best in. That's why I'm—I would have him—I had him higher on my list. You know that I had him higher. Like on my I just list. said, I would have had him a little higher if I wasn't biased. Yeah. And honestly, like yeah. when we were making this list, like I didn't really realize how good he was in college. Like I, I really didn't realize his numbers, the snap. Because a, I'm from Philly. I don't really look up Cowboys. Unless it's Emmett, I know Emmett's numbers. You know, everybody knows Emmett's numbers. But this guy really is underlooked as, you know, like you just said, not the the best echelon. But like that that below tier, his his numbers were phenomenal because he had three hundred and ninety eight receptions, thirty five hundred yards, thirteen receiving touchdowns. Especially back in the in the seventies, eighties, that's a lot. Yeah. Like, that's a lot because they didn't do that shit I back believe, then for running. I back. believe he's, I think top ten in all purpose yards. I believe. Really? I mean, he was just a workhorse in the NFL. The fact that he had 11, I think he had 11 year career. Let me see. 77, 88. Yeah, he had 11 year career. Consistent. He was great, man. He was great. Oh, Tony Dorsett. said, hey, listen, I'm not the biggest Cowboys fan. I don't like Cowboys at all. Um, but this is a the guy they can brag about. Yeah. This is a guy that they have all the right to say, yeah, we had him. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with it. He's phenomenal. Phenomenal guy. And uh, it was hard to put him number six, but. I mean, I didn't like I said. Like when we're making this list, you're making lists of your perspective on things. That's why we make it and talk about it and change it. Because honestly, I probably move him up a little bit just based on his accolades in college and all that. But hey, the guys up in uh, in in front of him, the top five, they ain't no slouches either. Like these guys are coming up are pretty fucking phenomenal, you know. Uh, so number five on the list as we get into the number five. I do want to talk about this guy a little bit because every single one of you has had this man that you've had his drink. Like everyone. Of course. Everybody has, drinks everybody has had it. Everybody's drank it. And I do want to throw a notch back on uh, my man BJ Penn. He's a trailblazer of the sport, right? This guy's a trailblazer of his sport. He's not the goat in the sport. He's one of them. But when you talk about this sport – this guy's name gets mentioned almost half the time, almost all the time. Now, you guys aren't going to know who this is by the picture right here, but as you see, it's Goff. 
We got golf. No, that's not Tiger Woods. No, no, it's not Phil Mickelson. That's who everybody knows, right? We're talking about a drink that you guys had. Arnold Palmer. Now, every one of you have had an Arnold Palmer, you know, or you thought you were so cool drinking it, you know. This guy got a drink named after him. And he's from PA. He's from Latrobe, PA. I have no idea where the hell Latrobe, PA is. I'm going to have to Google search it. But I have no idea. But he's from Latrobe, PA. And this man is fifth all time. In PGA Tour wins. He had seven majors in a six-year span. And he won the Masters five times. Everybody knows the Masters. Like, that's the hardest tournament to win. Everybody enters in. It's the hardest course in the world. This man won it five times while playing with everybody knows Jack. You know, like, when you talk about golf, like, if you ask any of the guys that golf now, back in the day, like, why they started golf, it's three people. It's Jack. It's Gary Player, and it's this guy, Arnold Palmer. He's the, one of yes. the guys that created the golf to what it is today. And you can't overlook that. I know a lot of us don't like golf. We don't play golf. We don't talk about it all the time. But, like, without this guy right here, there might not ever be a Tiger Woods. Like, this guy influenced someone like Tiger Woods to play the sport, which is one of the biggest sports in the entire world. And he's from PA. I never knew that, to be honest with you. When we were looking it up, I had no idea. I didn't know. I never thought, like, how the hell would a PA person be in golf? Especially in the 1920s, 1930s. Like, who the hell is golfing in PA? Like, when are you golfing? Like, you didn't have money to travel down south to nice places and shit like that. Like, you know, it was always like Boston. There was a couple people from Boston because you see all the movies from the Irish people playing golf because they came over from Ireland. They golfed, right? But in PA, like, I never knew someone like this was from PA as a golfer. Um, and like I said, he's he's a trailblazer of the sport. And they still talk about him today. That's why they made a drink after him because he drank down the golf course. So they turned it into a drink because he was that good, which is actually pretty crazy. You know, it's, it's definitely a top seller at this point, man. Ninety nine cents, they better not change it. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves that shit, man. You know, uh, and you know the crazy thing about him too. I was looking him up. He passed away at the age eighty seven in twenty sixteen, and he lived in Pittsburgh, PA. You know, so I imagine Latrobe's right from Pittsburgh, but he's from Western PA. So uh, you know, Western PA got some good people. They got some. They got. They got some good athletes out there, and a lot of people they forget that there's two sides to the state. You know, we got we got the Philly side, and then we got the Western PA side. It's like all of them are pretty good, you know. Uh, but that's our top. That's our number five. So now, number four. This is where me and Paul had an argument with our other guy, which we were gonna swap them. But I had a couple people say, "Nah, I gotta put this guy." Number four, and uh, I think I think one of our viewers right here, Steve, will appreciate that we have him number four, but he might have him a little bit higher. So I'll, I'll let you do the honors of breaking down this guy before I show this picture. Before I even get into it, man, everybody, I know a lot of people were a fan of this team that he played for just because he played for it. When everybody brings up, I'm gonna let me bring up his his accolades. Is that he was a 1984 Most Valuable Player? He was the NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 1984, Comeback Player in 94. He is a – let me see how many All-Pros this man got. He has two. I got three. 14 All-Pros. Sorry, 15 All-Pros. Yeah. All 
nine-time Pro Bowler, five-time passing leader, three-time passing touchdown leader, uh, NFL passer rating leader in 1984, part of the 100th anniversary team. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Pittsburgh's own University of Pitt, first-round pick, 27th overall, Danny Marino, man. Look at this Danny guy. Danny Marino. Look man. at this guy. Yo, we we talked about this before. If this guy had a better team, he would have won like nine Super Bowls. Like, oh my god, dude, he never had a running back. Like, yo, he like, threw for all those damn yards. Could you imagine? He threw Dan, for all those damn yards. Yo, he had to. His his career completion percentage was fifty nine point four percent. Like his touchdown interception ratio, four twenty to two fifty two. Like he threw four hundred twenty touchdowns back in the eighties. Like he threw sixty one thousand yards back in the fucking eighties. Like. Think about that. Like, that's numbers that they're doing nowadays. Like, if you play nowadays, God, I don't even know what he would throw. Like, I, I oh, guess I would compare. Nine, six thousand yards. Yeah, you know who kind of he kind of reminds me like Matt Stafford kind of reminds me of him. Yeah, like the guy who's like doing all the shit. He's got the arm, this and that. The team sucked, and then he got a good team and he won. But unfortunately for Dan, he never got that win. You know, he, that's why he was in Little Nicky trying to sell his soul. And they were like, nah, you're too good of a man, Dan. Get out of here. He's like, I just want a damn title. <laughs> he was like, hey, he was also in Ace Ventura. The he man's was. star. He was. He's star. Yeah, he had a California look, and he's from Pittsburgh, yeah. <laughs> um, like I said before, I know a lot of people who are Miami Dolphins fans. A little bit older than me, strictly because of Dan Marino. They call him Danny Mo. Danny Mo. That's, that's what they call him. And uh, Dan Marino is a gunslinger, yeah. But he was smart. He wasn't Brett Favre gunslinger, he, even though Brett broke Dan Marino broke all his records. He had a uh, how many starts did he? Hit? It took Brett Favre how many years to to get past those starts? Twenty years, and I believe he yeah, like played 20. for. Let me see. From 1983 to 99, that's what. That's right there. Fifteen years. It took Brett Favre twenty years to get past his career starts. The man, he was always available. He he was always there. He's never always had the greatest teams around him. Um, I always said, if he ever had a bell car running back, he would have had a title. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of this stat, you're speaking of Brett Favre. I, I was actually looking it up earlier. And I was looking up, you know, you can look up their former records and stuff like that, like different stuff yeah. you don't talk about. Speaking of Brett Favre, I actually was like kind of highlighting some of them. Some of them were pretty amazing. Like, for example, most fourth quarter comeback wins in his career. Dan Marino had 36. It was surpassed in 2012 by Peyton Manning, who had 38. Yeah. I'm like scrolling through these numbers because he's got a lot of a lot of numbers on yeah, him. Yeah. One of the ones that stuck out to me because I thought it was actually pretty crazy, and I thought it was actually you know good. Uh, like it showed how good Brett Favre was. Uh, so the most consecutive seasons with 3,000 or more passing yards, Dan Marino did it from 1984 to 1992. Nine years. It was surpassed by Brett Favre in 2009, and he did it for 18 years. Like, 18. He doubled it. Took, it doubled I got, it. You understand how consistent Dan Marino was. Like, yeah. like yeah, he was consistently good. Like, that's my point. Like, this guy was throwing the ball back then when they didn't throw it. It took damn near... 30 years, 25 years, whatever the hell it was, for for Brett Favre to, like, think about it. When Brett, when Dan Marino retired, he got a streak ended in 92. That's when Brett Favre started it in 92. It took him 18 years, well, 10 years to pass it, but he ended it with 
18, and he still holds the record. I don't know how many other players actually have 3,000 yards consecutively now, but uh, just to see that number, it stuck out to me. I was like, damn. Like, look at some of these other ones he has. Most consecutive games with two or more touchdown passes. He had 12. 12 games with two or more consecutive. It was surpassed by Peyton Manning in 2004, Brady and Rodgers in 2011. Like, it took till them to break that record. Here's another one, another random record on here. Most career attempts, 8,358, was, was also surpassed by Brett Favre in 2007. Like, I would love to see. I know Steve probably has the number. I think he actually probably brought it up in the debate that we had with with this guy. Uh, what was the closest attempts in, like, his his – like air, like who's the next closest to the throne now? You know, like eight thousand three hundred fifty-eight attempts. Who was like number two, like closest? Like they didn't throw like that back then, and it was phenomenal what he did and how good he was, how much talent he was. You know, like we said, MVP, uh, play, offense player of the year, Pro Bowls. He got all the accolades from Pittsburgh. You know, uh, unbelievable guy. Uh, I do want to highlight something now. The fact that in his second year in 1984, he threw for 5,000 yards. Unbelievable. Let's, I would love to see. Let's, let's take a second to think about it. In the 1980s, and 48 TVs to go along with it. Take a second to think about that. With Unbelievable. In 1984, that you're throwing the ball that much against people who are allowed to hit you, throw you by your horse collar, beat you up after a whistle, <laughs> he still threw for 5,000 yards. I'm going to look it up after we're here because I'm curious to see when the next 5,000-yard season was after that. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I'm interested because that, that just shows how fucking phenomenal he was. So we're down to our top three, though. We got three guys left. So if you guys don't understand, don't know who's top three yet, well, you probably don't know enough about PA sports because arguably the guy that we have in here can be number one. All of them can be number one. Every one of them. And I think every one of them is going to be a little bit biased here. But we went off of, you know, what we thought, which I think was the only thing we actually agreed upon was the top three. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the only thing we agreed on was the one, two, three. And it was it hurt to make me make this one, two, three list, but I think it's accurate. You know, uh, the guy we have number three is the guy I wanted to put number one. But – I don't think he was number one based off of who number two and one are. So I'll let you get it because you love this guy. So you go, you you hit it, brother. Number two is Lower Marion's own, and I think after that everybody knows who I'm talking Boom. about. We have Mamba. Kobe Bean Bryant. We got the Mamba, the Black Mamba. Um, yeah. You guys know I went in the. Debate and try my best to say how he's better than Jordan. That's the point. He's damn near close, though. Let's be real. But um, five time champ. He's been MVP. He's robbed of MVP. Um, Kobe to me and a lot of kids, are, a lot of guys our age is it's Kobe and AI, and those are the two guys that inspired us. To, well, not inspired us, kind of made us fall in love with the game more. Um, Kobe's mentality was great. Um. The, Never gave up, hardest worker. I read a quote when why he wasn't passing guys the ball, I think in 2012, I think, I believe. Not better than me. He said, why am I going to pass you the ball if you're five, you're, you're strolling in five minutes before practice and you're not staying late after? 
you're not trying to be better. That's that's what Kobe Bryant said. Arguably one of the probably the second best shooting guard of all time behind Mike, even though skill wise, I would say Kobe is. But um you know the accolades, five time champ, two time finals MVP. He was MVP in 08. Should have probably got it back when Steve Nash won one of those. Um eighteen time all star. 14-time, four-time All-Star MVP, 11 all, first-team All-NBAs, two-second, two-thirds, two nine-time All-Defense, first-team, three-time All-Defense, second-team, two-time scoring champion. The guy was just phenomenal. You left Lowell out Marion's one important thing. He was a four-time All-Star MVP. This motherfucker did I not did care. He did? Yeah, this yeah, motherfucker did didn't that. care what type of game it was. He was going out there and playing his best. Yeah. He did. He Kobe never played a game light. Let's just say that. He never, ever, ever went out there and took his sweep. All-star game, preseason, Olympics, regular season, game seven in the finals. He played a he played 120%. And I say 120 because he was above 110. So Kobe was the gold standard growing up. Him and AI were two guys that looked at or like that's what a basketball player is supposed to be. And that's Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant. Um He's part of the 75th anniversary team. Of course, he has both his numbers retired from New York, from L.A. Rest in peace. You know, we lost Kobe a little too soon. Yeah. Um, I yeah, he's... Uh, not, not much we have to... Kobe to me, man. Yeah, we don't, we don't really have to uh, pump up Kobe because everybody already knows no, how great know. this guy was. Like, everybody knows how great he was. And, uh, Could have been it, number one. Kobe can arguably be number, number one. So the, the funny thing is about it, guys, that we were going to originally do best Philly athletes and we were going to put him number one. Just because, like, fandom, you know, we love, we we grew up, you know, everybody was like, oh, Kobe went here, Kobe went here. Uh And there's nothing I got to say. There's nothing bad I got to say about the guy. The guy was awesome. And as I think as, you know – his legacy goes out further and we get a little older and appreciate how great he was, he gets better. You know, he's one of them athletes that you look at his numbers and people want to be, oh, well, he missed this, he missed that. And then when you actually realize and you start breaking into his mindset on why he was doing this, how he was doing that, no one ever bashed Wayne Gretzky for missing those shots. They, they, they give him credit for taking them, right? And I think yeah. a lot of people are starting to do that to Kobe. They're starting to give him the credit for actually having the balls to take the shots for putting it for putting his team on his back and wanting to win. And for me personally, like that's making me as I start doing like a lot of this, this fitness stuff, start getting into my mentality. I start appreciating Kobe's greatness as an athlete more than just a basketball player. I start appreciating why he did the things he did. Cause when we were growing up, I'm like, he's an asshole, bro. Like this and that. And then I'm like, wait, I would do the same thing. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> you know, he was great. Uh, and, you know, he was phenomenal. Like we said, we want to put him number one, but, you know, we, we took our fandom out of it a little bit. We got him number three here. Uh, the only knock I got on Kobe Bryant is uh, he broke my Sixers' hearts. So, uh, <laughs> in 2001, where he uh, he beat us, him and that, uh, that uh, Lakers team beat us. Yeah, well, so, it kind of didn't break our heart when we knew we were going to lose. I mean, we, 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 we were... We still talk about how we won one game and how Allen Iverson did it. So, I mean, I don't know if he broke our heart that much. You know, he didn't sweep us. So, given that, that team was phenomenal. <laughs> that's that's going to be our next one we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about top duos ever, now that you brought that up. Because, like, look at that. Look at who we had to face. He had Shaq and Kobe. Like, they were phenomenal. We had Iverson and Matumbo. 
Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, who, who are we talking about? You know, unbelievable there. But every time Shaq talks about that, he goes like this. Yeah, it's, you know, they were phenomenal. But we got two guys left on the list here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think 90% of people will agree with one and two. Some people might not. Uh, Steve definitely doesn't. <laughs> he would switch number two and number four. But, uh, yeah, we 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 got number two. We got a guy out there that a lot of people, when they're old heads, they think of football, they think of this guy. They talk about this guy. A lot of people, you know, they say this guy's the best player at his position ever. Might be the best player ever in football. I don't agree with either of them, but I will say the yeah. fact that he's from New Eagle, PA, which I don't know where that is either. I'm, I'm guessing. Outside of Pittsburgh. Okay, another Pittsburgh guy. So Pittsburgh got a lot of good guys. But uh, this guy right here, everybody knows him by this picture right here. Number 16 in the red and gold. You know, we got we got Joe Montana, number two. Uh, I don't know how you argue against him there. You know, the guy has pretty much done everything in his career. Four-time Super Bowl champion, three-time Super Bowl MVP. You know, offensive player of the year, comeback player of the year, all pros, what, nine times, Pro Bowl eight times, passing leader twice. You know, uh, he's done everything. MVP twice. The guy is was the epitome of football for 10 years. You know, like. Listen, if there was no Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, you're looking at the GOAT right now. We're talking about the GOAT. Arguably. Joe Montana is considered the GOAT. Considered the GOAT. Yeah. I mean, like, the guy was unbelievable. Uh, a lot of people don't like this guy because they don't like Notre Dame, and he went to Notre Dame. I know that from a lot of people. I know a lot of people don't like him because they don't like Notre Dame. They don't like Joe. Uh, I, I, You know, my, my thing about Joe is, like, people knocked him because, like, he didn't have the best arm. You know, he might not have the best brain. He had a lot of talent around him. But look at his numbers. You know, look at his numbers. 192 games played. He started 164 of them. 63.2 passes completions. He had 273 to 139 touchdown interception ratio. He has a 92.3 career passer rating, which is top five all time. I believe it's actually number two. You know, uh, guy, the guy, the guy's numbers speak for themselves, whether you like him or not. Uh, he's nowhere outside of the top five in top quarterbacks ever. Like, whether you're arguing it, his talent that he had, this 1980s all-decade team, he's on the top 75 players of all time, one of, one of the best players ever, you know. He won Athlete of the Year twice. And Twice. and on top of that, the reason why he's number two, he was also a national championship in college at 1977. So that that pushes him up a little bit further on the list, you know, because like I, I'm not a huge fan of his talents. Like to be honest with you, I I, I do agree that Dan Marino was more talented, but his Absolutely. accolades are better. better like his accolades it. are better, and when you talk about accolades. He had it. Like everybody knows Joe. You know, like everybody knows Joe, that's right. Everybody knows everybody Joe, knows bro. Um, I can't I don't disagree with this one. I mean it is Joe Montana, bro. He was like the face of the league at one point. He's he's still Joe Montana. Yeah, you know, people um, still talk about him and Jerry Joe. Rice. My man Jerry Rice did come in and kinda keep make sure it made things <laughs> a little bit easier when he got a little older, but Yeah. 
Um, you know, but that's part of the game. You know, part of the game is building team. Look at like people. People knock Tom Brady because he brings players in this and that. It's like, yeah, like that's part. That's part of being great. Is the willingness to do that being great? You know, not everybody does it. Not everybody has the luxury to do it. And this and that, for whatever reason it is, or you know, some teams aren't building around them for whatever it is. Some teams are just stupid. But Joe got had the team, and he got it done. You know, like look at these Yankees teams we just talked about before. They were they were paid the highest payroll team every year in baseball for like out of sixty years, fifty nine of them they were the highest paid, and they didn't win. All of them. They didn't win a lot of them going forward after the 70s. You know, Joe got it done. Joe won. Joe was supposed to win. He won. He got it done. He won. You know, so that leaves us with one left. One guy left. So, man, the top player ever in Pennsylvania. I think, in my opinion, I mean, I don't think he should be any lower than one. (laughs) Um, It's kind of hard not to put him number one. It's like, you I know. mean, it's hard not to. I mean, 100-point game, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about already. If you didn't hear him on the list, you know Just exactly so you remember, what I'm talking about. He is a sixer. Mr. Will Chamberlain. Listen, first of all, he was out there slaying him. I said this about the first five minutes. He was out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Will, man, he was amazing. Seven foot one, freak of an athlete, overbooks own Kansas. Um, he, You know, back in those days, it was kind of – they say, oh, well, there's only six teams in the league or yeah, stuff like that. But you got people out to understand those are the guys on those teams are the best players are in that time, too. Exactly. It wasn't just nobody's. I don't like when people disrespect, like, the old timers because they were really good, too. Um, you know, what, yeah. One thing I, I want to ask people good. is if you insert, like, Michael Jordan into his era, do you think he would still like what was scoring fifty points a game, getting fifty assists? Like, what would the Michael Jordan's numbers look like in that era? You know, like how many? <laughs> That's what I'm just curious because I'm saying, like, you know, what I'm saying like it would be it, close. <laughs> I think those numbers would be close. In Jordan, Jordan was you think he would get fifty rebounds a game though? That's what I'm saying. Like, Jack, Jack, if they were in the Jack same era, Will might still be better because he did both. You know, I don't yeah, know. If Jordan, I don't know if Jordan was going to be. Jordan might score like sixty a game though. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just hypothetical. So think, everybody argues it. I think the whole lack of him not winning a lot. He only has two championships, which is crazy. You can say only two yeah. championships. Um, he should have won like ten. <laughs> but that, it's a team again, sport, man. Ran into a Boston team, ninety-nine percent Boston and LA, who are loaded. Yeah, loaded teams. Exactly. Um, and again, that's part of being. You know, the seven, six teams in the league, 10 teams in the league, those are the best players. So, exactly. I mean, Will, I, Will was amazing, man. You know, 100-point game. Though we never got to actually see it or clear audio, but it happened. I believe like, a freak like, athlete like this. Check this dude's numbers out, though. Like, some people forget. Like, I get where he played. He averaged 30.1 points per game and 22.9 rebounds per game. He also averaged 4.4 rebounds per game. Like, if you ever look up, oh, well, this and that, like, look up his bench press numbers. Like, back then, he was bench pressing, like, 350 for reps. Like, Shaq never was able to do that. And he could jump. The man was a high jumper. Like, unbelievable. That's the definition of a generational talent right there. It's Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, like, he's one of our own. Bro, he, was on, he started his career off. He was a Harlem Globetrotter. Like, like 
I know. That just shows all the talent you need to know because some guys are freak athletes. Some guys are amazing at what they do. That That's what Wilt was at his height. You know, like, he was 7'1", 275. He wasn't small. He wasn't, like, tiny. People think, oh, he was skinny. He was 275 pounds, bro. Well, he was like, yoked. He was a beast. And he was, like, you know. He, was he doing- remind those people. What he, he was doing that in a pair of Chuck Taylors. Don't get it fucked up. Yeah, my ankles hurt thinking about double it. Double socking it before double socking it was a thing. <laughs> my man was put up these numbers with absolutely nothing on his feet. He was playing in boulders. He really was, <laughs> bro. Like, unbelievable. But, yo, that's the list, guys. We had a fun time doing it. I'm going to break it down to you again real quick. Number 10, Aaron Donald. Number 9, Reggie Jackson. Number 8, Larry Holmes. Number seven, Johnny Unitas. Number six, Tony Dorsett. Number five, Arnold Palmer. Number four, Dan Marino. Number three, Kobe Bean Bryant. Number two, Joe Montana. And number one, the great Wilt Chamberlain. So I had a fun time doing this list. Uh, There's a lot of people we left out. So I just want to give a little quick moment to talk about them. Uh, Paul, you had a guy on there you thought might have been on the list. And uh, one of the best cornerbacks ever, Darrell Revis. He's from Pittsburgh. We could have had him on the list as well. Listen, I, I had him on my list, on every list that I made. And it's because Darrell didn't play for a long time, and he did get injured. And I get that. He's a Hall of Famer. Let's not get this fucked up. Um, but there was a year where he locked down the best receiver in the game in a – in crazy fashion. Let's just say, if I could, let me pull those numbers up of what Darrell did that year. Yeah, he was unbelievable. He was locked down. Revis Island for a reason. He locked down. I want to. I want to remind you. I wanna remind everybody who he locked down. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> now, I, mean, I, I remember I it, it was up. unbelievable. I literally, I had it up. I was looking. <laughs> In 2009, right? Let's. Let me get this here. 2009. Let me go back here. It was wrong. Here. Uh, he held Andre Johnson four receptions, 35 yards. Randy Moss, he held the four receptions, 24 yards, and he had an interception off. Uh, let me go down to a lot of other guys here. Terrell Owens, three receptions, 13 yards. Uh, Antonio Bryant. Two two receptions, twenty two yards. Roddy White, two receptions, sixteen yards. Reggie Reggie Wayne, three, two receptions, sixteen yards. Chad Ochocinco, three receptions, thirty three yards. He gave up three a total of three TDs that year. This was two thousand nine. This is the second year in the league. The run was unstoppable, man. I, he's, he's, again, when I bring up Aliquippa, that's where Tony Dorsett came from. It's a football factory. He's from that same DNA. Yeah, he's unbelievable. You know, the stuff he did on the football field was phenomenal. Uh, he's on there. He's right out there. You know, he could have been on the list. Uh, another guy we could have had on the list was uh, was good old Kurt Angle. He's from PA too, and uh, my man, my man, my man's an Olympic medalist. Yeah, he could have easily been on the list because you know Olympic re- Olympic medalist in an individual sport, which is absolutely phenomenal with a broken neck. 
You know, he could have been on the list. We got a couple other baseball players we had. We got Honus Wagner. Everybody knows him. He was the first million-dollar card sold. Stan Musial. Uh, Josh Gibson was one of the best Negro League players ever. Guy was phenomenal. Uh, we got we got our own Norristown PA, Mike Piazza. You know, he could even be up there. He's not on the list, but for Philly born, he's on there. Roy Campanella, people heard of him. Uh, another guy, you know, another guy we could have put on there. Uh, maybe not athletes, but like sports figures. He would have been on our list. Mike Dicka. If it would have been sports Absolutely. figures, Dicka would have been on the list. Aliquippa. Exactly. Aliquippa. Like, we, as, as a football player, he was a Hall of Fame tight end. People forget that. Yeah, he was. I mean, you know, another, so, another person, people don't even know he's from here. I didn't know he was from Pierre. Yeah, I was Yeah. Uh, another guy we could have had on this list, uh, which is crazy. I never even heard of this guy. His name was Bill Titan. He was actually the number one ranked tennis player in the world for nine straight years at the time he played, which is phenomenal. I never even knew who the hell he was. Uh, another guy we had on here, we could have had on here, you guys all know, uh, Jim Kelly. You know, Jim Kelly's from, yeah. from PA. Uh, you know, he, yeah. He's known for all his losses in the Super Bowl, but he got there a lot. <laughs> you know, Yo, the K gun was nasty. The K gun was that he put up numbers too. He had, but he had a rack of receivers behind him. Yeah, he um, was, but his numbers were phenomenal. Look up his career; it's like Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame. Um, there's another guy I want to mention in our sound zone, Tommy Lazerta. Exactly, he would have been right on there. Um, he's he's amazing. He was an owner. He was living long life too. He died last year at 93. I mean, he's – Tommy Lazardo was a hell of a manager, man. He was. Uh, an, another person I want to talk about, my, my brother actually threw him out there. This guy was a baseball player back in, you know, like the early 1900s. And his name was Christy Mathewson. I looked him up. This guy has an MLB record, 37 wins, and a career ERA of 2.18. He's from PA. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, phenomenal. I heard, no, I heard of this guy before. I never heard of the guy. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Yo, his stats were unbelievable. Uh, there, there are a lot of other people on the list here. Uh, most notable female, we could have put on Dawn Staley. Dawn Staley from PA. Uh, she could have been on there. She was phenomenal with what she did. Uh, but, guys, there's a lot of people on here for the list that we left off that could have been on it. But hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Paulie, I had fun. I'm glad that you came up with the idea to bring these back. Because this was fun. I got more coming. We got more of these top ten lists. We got more of this this fun stuff coming. We are in a dead of summer, guys. Like, basketball is over. It's a long baseball season. This is kind of our guilty pleasure right here is these lists. We got a lot coming. So, Honestly, um, I like doing these better than talking about the current sports. Except this UFC. Is this is great. We got this UFC is great to hold over to uh, August. Yeah. But, y'all, thanks for listening. We appreciate y'all. And, uh... We'll be back with another list very shortly. So, all right, Absolutely. peace out, man. Peace out, brother. Get straight to it without a stipulation. Can't buy respect. Sell your soul, spend your whole life in debt. Microphone checker, supreme neck protector. Godson still keep a tech on the dresser. Not for sale.